Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, welcome to our bonus episode. This is the September edition. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Bradshaw Francis Wish. Hello, everyone, and welcome. He wants to do the intro so bad he's mad that I took it away. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, you didn't let me start. Yeah, she's like, I'm like, oh, I guess she's doing it today. Hmm. (laughs) Bradshaw, how was your weekend? You know, Gianna, I have a very robust social life. It's true. So... I went to Riot Fest. I hung out with some friends. I went on a date. Very eventful. Yeah, I heard all about that. What about date. you? I, w- I wish we could share more. Um, what about we me? We can share more. What do you? What do you like? Really, I really don't care. What do you want to talk about with a date? Fresh. I went on a date with a couple, so not just I like did. a one-on-one. Like it's a full-on group experience. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and the thing is everyone is like Gianna is just upset because she wasn't invited and um <laughs> Gianna has wanted to sleep with me now ever since we met and okay I was like, I don't, yeah, and right. I literally no 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 no. I literally said to her I was like Gianna I don't sleep with people I work with um and that should be a rule that everyone yeah. follows it's true and it's, it's just called like, ethics yeah like I'm not gonna like Gianna's like she like she's like I really want to be with you like and she says she says to me like that and I'm like what do you mean like that and she says sexually no I don't say that um this weekend I taught a lot I feel like because I'm covering right now and not on a schedule the time that people need most covers are the weekend times are the weekends because like people are trying to enjoy their weekend and I'm like okay well Mm -hmm. I need to work so I'll cover a lot and so Mm -hmm. that's what I've been doing for the most part and I like it but it's not going to be forever I gotta slowly get back to a more robust weekly teaching schedule how do you feel like not after not teaching for a while, like being back and like not the grind necessarily, but like, you know, teaching? Okay. Again. This is a true thing I was thinking about the other day. I am the type of teacher who really likes to teach intentionally. And, and what I mean by that is like, I like to plan my monthly sequences. Like, I like mm-hmm. to teach something attainable for an extended period of time in the physical practice. And so Mm -hmm. with covering, I don't have that regular time slot where I feel like I can create curriculum. And so it's interesting because I'm like, like... I'm like, what I'm I'm kind of like, well, what's going to be a crowd pleaser today? Like everyone Mm -hmm. likes to do hips. So let's just do hips. And so but it isn't feels that kind of fun sometimes. Sometimes it's fun, but I also think it's not. Fuf- I feel like I'm not embodying my role fully because I'm just mm. like temporarily connecting. And I guess the argument can be made that like I'm never. It's not like I have the same twenty people in class week to week. Although in my mind, I've got ideas about this, and I mm-hmm. I kind of want to change change things up. 
but yeah, so it's really interesting to be in this temporary space right now where I'm like just dropping in, dropping out, out almost. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't think that like, you know, the other day I was teaching a class peaking to TD Basana and, you know, just doing that for one class. I'm like, well, that's so freaking hard. Like I, it took mm-hmm. me years and years. I wish I could come back next week and we could continue working on this. And so I wonder if those types of classes are helpful or potentially just, you know, not helpful for people. So it's interesting. These are the questions I'm asking myself. I love that for you. Well, I'm happy that you're back because then we can be with each other physically and mentally. And I think that you and I... But remember, not sexually because we are business partners. No, not sexually. Only on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesdays. <laughs> but, um, well, I'm happy to hear that you're, you know, teaching again and getting back into the thing. But today we are here to actually answer some of your questions. And uh, we have two questions today. Gianna, mm-hmm. do you want to play the first one and then we'll answer it? Yes. Okay. So I'm about to share the audio and this is a question that I think we will both have some varying opinions on. So let's hear it. Hi, what are the unwritten rules around socializing once you're in class, whether it's right before and if you're early, a person next to you is early or after class, what are the rules? socialize keep to yourself are there right answers wrong answers is it like any other public space where you should kind of read the energy uh is there a call in to ourselves or to to myself to open up my energy to be more social what's best practice if there is any or in general what are your thoughts thanks okay all right well uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is it depends on the studio and the space agreed you know, which is like at Zen, for example, it's very, so it's very like social hour, you know, everyone kind of knows each other there. Um, a lot of people are talking in class and they're also talking in the lobby. I personally like that because I think that a lot of people come to yoga class to find community and connection uh, and having that social aspect creates kind of a, a warm, energetic vibe. Then I've also been to other yoga studios that aren't like that and it's very quiet and um, no talking when you go in the studio. And I kind of like that as well, too. It's just a preference. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, what do you think? I agree with you. And I think for the larger audience who doesn't know our local references, I'm sure mm. you have those same connections in your own communities where there is mm. a type of space where you know that when you enter, your shoes come off, you enter quietly, mm-hmm. maybe you have you know, a hot tea or whatever, and you go Mm -hmm. sit on your mat, maybe lie on some props and you begin to create a space for yourself to draw your awareness in and just become internal. And that's a lot of what we want to cultivate in the practice. That's a big part of it as well. And then there are other places that like Bradshaw described are just a little bit more open with, you know, there's no rules. And I think, you know, with the questioner asked saying what are the unwritten rules I think unwritten is maybe that quiet space but I think that's again it's unwritten and it's it's um it's been adapted I think depending on the studio and the space like are you going to a traditional studio or are you going to a place that also has 
like fitness classes and mm. bar and, and things like that, because they're all going to have their own code of conduct and rules there. And I think just reading and, those rules is the respectful thing to do. And I think that they may have said in the, I can't remember in the recording, like read the room. And that's mm -hmm. like a really, you know, go in, go into a space and like, and in any kind of social space or interaction, you read the room, you mm -hmm. know, like if you go into a room and everyone's quiet, probably be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I will say like, there's a couple of studios or they're not around anymore, but it was the same studio with many locations that I used to practice at in San Francisco. And it was definitely one of those places where like you enter quietly and kind of start creating that internal mm -hmm. space. But then after class, became more social so as mm -hmm, you're exiting mm -hmm. after the experience there would always be like talking in the lobby and that's your moment for mm -hmm, mm -hmm. connecting and finding the community so i think this is something like brad just saying you just have to feel it out because i'm i'm also as you said that I, it made me think if i went into a space that was all quiet and I didn't know the code of conduct. And I just thought like people were shy or people were like, there wasn't anyone like outgoing enough to know that it's okay to like say hi to your neighbor, maybe. Mm -hmm. and, and also if I was more of an extrovert, maybe mm -hmm. I would just start to spark that converse conversation without knowing that, mm -hmm. you know, now you've entered like a silent space or sacred space or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think the hybrid type of studios, and I don't want to make this generalization, but usually the the places where I've been that have, you know, your Pilates, your bar, your boot camp, and yoga are are not this silent sacred spaces. And I don't is that bad that I'm saying that? I'm like, oh god, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. But at least no, the places that like I more know, like modern, yeah, like yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. I think our listeners will understand too. Yeah. And, and that, I mean that with, with no disrespect, but the reference points that I have in my mind, it's all just been like, we're here together. This is, this is like a little, uh, community space, community hub for health and wellness. And people are generally a lot more interactive before class. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I want to say one other thing about this, cause this happened to me the other day. Um, when I walked into the room as a teacher, and it is that social space. Like, I really love to see that. I'm like, oh, like this is, this is a great community. Like people are really enjoying themselves, but there is also unwritten rules about like, okay, now I'm standing at the front of the room. We're ready to start. Now it's time to be quiet. And the other day there were like two sets of friends in different areas of the room, one in the front row, one in the back row, just totally disregarding that I'm literally on the microphone saying, mm. hey, everyone, we're going to get started now. And they're just still chatting yeah. and going, going, going to the point where like, I know I like one of the people has gone on a retreat with us. And I was just mm. like, hey, so and so <laughs> I'm at the front and I like never want to be that like disciplinarian. But like, yeah, that's not that's that's not nice so you mm -hmm. have you be chatty in those places but also like respect when there's someone at the front of the room trying to get class started of course has that happened to you yeah I just go uh you know I'm a joke maker I just am like this is a one-way conversation and that does not include you and, and people listen they laugh I didn't laugh 
I know, but you're not, you, I don't have a sense of humor, so that's not my fault. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, again, and I think, again, what you're saying comes back to, I think the general point that we're making, which is read the room. Yeah. Be aware of your surroundings, read the room. I don't think that it's wrong. I don't think that it's right. I think that it just is what it is. Depends on the environment, depends on the space. I love that. I love when you're succinct. Thank you. Okay. So I got a question in our DMs on the funny thing about yoga Instagram account, which by the way, everyone, you are welcome to DM us your questions if you don't want to submit a recording. But I really liked this one. I'm just going to read it in its entirety. Hi, love the podcast. I have been binging it and learning so much. I had a question I wanted to submit. As yoga teachers, do you get offended if a student is in a public vinyasa class but doing their own thing slash flow? For example, I love the communal yoga experience and space, but sometimes my body is not ready to do the flow the teacher is cueing. So I will either opt in or out of certain poses to modify the flow to meet where I'm at that day. Would love to know your thoughts on this topic. Well, we've got thoughts. Yeah, I've got thoughts. Um, my, my first thought is adjusting a practice to what you need in that moment is always a good thing, right? Okay. You should always listen to your body. You should always uh, modify or adjust when needed. That's a lot. And I have no problem with that. It's what I have a kind of difficulty difficulty with as a teacher is when someone is completely doing their own thing, mm-hmm. like like they like they're they're not even in sync at all with what yeah. I'm teaching. That Can we give find... an example of like something that is in sync? Like for example, like maybe maybe you're not like flowing as quickly, right? So maybe I say warrior two reverse extended side angle, and you just like hold a warrior two for like four breaths. Like that's just an example. Or I say chaturanga and you go right to down dog. Mm-hmm. Or I say chaturanga and you lower to your belly and you do a different belly down back bend. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like you're you're doing something, you're modifying, but you're, you're in the same sphere mm-hmm. of what I'm teaching. That's totally cool. But it's distracting. And I try not to make it distracting, but it is if I'm, cause I've had students that are literally doing the complete opposite thing. Like when I say, I call it the opposite person. It's like, I say, mm-hmm. stand up and they're sitting down. I say, sit down and they're standing up. I say like warrior two and they're on their back. I mean, like it just, <laughs> and not like yeah. on their back, like resting, because, like just doing weird stuff. And I find that, you know, maybe I need to work on that, but I find that distracting. And I also think that if you are someone who's going to do that, that's a, like, do it in the back of the room is number one. That's that's number two. So number one is like, make sure that it's kind of somewhere in the sphere of what's being taught, modifying and doing, you know, what you need to do is totally fine, slowing down, not doing as many poses, blah, 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 blah. And number two, do it in the back of the room. Because if someone, if you're in the front of the room and you're like kind of really doing your own thing, it's very confusing for people around you. Mm-hmm. And for newer students who typically set up in the back row to like to look, look around at the, to look around and have a reference point especially if the teacher is walking around and not demoing the class you sometimes that front row becomes the like unofficial demo row mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm not saying that that's good or bad it's just kind of what happens you know i'm going to be you know i really love personally cuz it makes my job easier when I have like three students that come to my class all the time in the front, 
mm-hmm. because I know that I know like that they're going to do what I'm teaching. And then it also helps me teach because then people, if they are in the back, can look and they're they're doing exactly what I'm teaching. So mm-hmm. it makes my job a little easier yeah. sometimes because I'm like, OK, well, at least these these people that are kind of vi- very visible in the front, they know what to expect. I know that they are going to do what I'm teaching mm-hmm. and that makes my job easier. <laughs> yeah. There's also like things you can modify to either support an injury and, you know, just like listening to your body to, to support your own stuff that's going on. And then there's things to modify that if you were looking for more, you know, and I don't mind either of those things. First of all, I think if you were trying to support an injury, like 100% do that. Like if I said, if I was cueing like Anjaneyasana, but uh, low lunge, but you have knee stuff going on and you didn't do put your back knee down because of knee stuff, I would, mm-hmm. I, that's like totally what right. you should be doing. You should be honoring your body. And that's why we come to yoga is to like, listen to that internal wisdom and to honor it. But then the things like to go like harder, deeper or advance your practice anyway, I don't mind those things either. If it still goes along with the flow. Like for example, mm-hmm. if we were in a wide fold, prostrate padottanasana and someone decides to take a headstand from there and I didn't cue that, by all means take the headstand. That is like a for great sure. entry point. Or like if we're in Malasana and you wanted mm-hmm. to add in a crow, you're more than welcome to like you know that these poses can flow into one another and add those things on. I agree with Bradshaw. If it's like totally different, it becomes a distraction. And I think I told this story on one of the podcasts, but like I used to have the owner of one of the studios always take my class front row and I'd be like doing a whole like warrior two series. And she's just like holding a five minute headstand or something. That would, and, that would literally drive me nuts. I'm and I be, like, I would really, really irritate me. And it was weird for me because of her position of like authority as the owner. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, as, very strange. you know, very like strange. it made me feel like she didn't like what I was doing or, but I was never going to cue like a class of like 30 all levels into a five minute headstand. Mm-hmm. So it becomes yeah. like something where I'm just going to say it, like, I guess teachers can get a little bit self-conscious and it, besides just the distraction, it could become mm-hmm. something like that and so if you know that you like to like wildly vary the sequence and kind of just flow to your own tune I would Mm -hmm. talk to the teacher beforehand and give them like a heads up in some way and and let them direct you to the best spot to set up in the room Um, I think yeah I think that there are two things there and you just brought another thing which is communicating with the teacher yeah. So it's just like if there, I have a lot of students who are like, I'm postpartum or I'm coming back from an injury or whatever it may be. So like, I may be kind of doing something on my own. I like, I think that's so respectful. And I, to- I'm like, yes, absolutely. And also gives me more insight. Cause it like, sometimes I'm like, why aren't they doing any of the belly down back bends I'm doing? And it's like, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're pregnant or they're, you know, there are reasons why people don't do things. And like, them telling me makes me feel better. And I'm like, okay, I understand what's going on here more. Yeah. Like from them communicating and it's, you know, just go up right before the class and be like, Hey, I've got stuff going on. So blah, blah, blah. I'm maybe skipping or doing my own thing. Or, but, but here's the thing. Like some people just don't have stuff going on. They just like they, their own ideas better. They're just like, Oh, I just want to 
for sure. Go to the beat of my drum. And we know that like this happens. <laughs> for sure. Many teachers sequence intentionally. So just keep that in mind. There's a reason why we put things in a certain order. There's a reason why we do things the way we do. And so just trusting your teacher's intentions and wisdom around that is also something I would recommend if you are one of those people that is just like wildly varying the sequence just because like just trust that especially if they're a seasoned teacher or well-educated teacher like this is their career they are making intentional decisions okay for sure i'm rambling (laughs) for sure literally yesterday um i was teaching i was in the salutation section of my of my class. So still like warming up, linking breath to movement. And I was teaching an energetic class. So I was really like having it be breath to movement, like runner's lunge, pyramid, runner's lunge, high lunge. Like it was like very flowy. And this person was also very flowy, but she was doing everything like out of order at a different breath, not in sync at all and if if i was like doing something forward she was doing something backward and yeah was, it's like and it's, i just don't i just don't understand why i don't get it at that point of class like it's the whole point it's like let's link the breath to the movement let's start to get people aware of like the pacing and being embodied in the experience and i'm like wait am I doing a bad job? Like, am I not Mm -hmm. cueing the breath right? Because everything was like out of sync at that Mm -hmm. moment. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, we could get in our heads a little bit if it's like super off. So I like this question. I think it's, can I, yeah. I have one more thing to say here, which is I, there's a, someone that comes to my class and they have a really strong handstand practice and they're, they're so respectful on when they take the handstand. Like they know, like they, and they, cause they like to hold handstands. And so like during child's pose, like halfway through class, they'll take a handstand. Or when I say, Hey, if you want to get upside down in a wide-legged forward fold, they'll turn to the front of the room and do a handstand. It's like, they're very conscious of when they're doing the handstand, but I know that they want handstand during practice. And that doesn't bother me at all. To be honest, sometimes when things do bother me with, yeah, I'm like, is it me? <laughs> is it me? Yeah. Cause it's not like they bother me for the sake of just bothering me. It sometimes mm. it, it bothers me because of things like I'm I'm saying like distraction and like maybe I can't mm-hmm. recognize my own place in it and I don't want to mess up. Like that's mm-hmm. like a different kind of bother versus just like, uh, this person's doing a hands and I didn't cue that. Like it's like I'm never in that mindset. Mm-hmm. And if I were, I would know, okay, what is it about my own like ego that's yeah, being yeah. and you know irritated by this? And I think um that happens to some people. I think from it happens to me, you know, so, I can be very neurotic about that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, I don't want to speak for you, but sometimes I think you get, like to like, just be like yoga police. <laughs> He's laughing. You're laughing far off. I'm like, why are you no, laughing? I'm that? not. I mean, like, I just, yeah, sometimes I don't know. I'm, I, yes, I can. I know that I'm aware. Whereas, like, I'm not like, I don't take things like that personally. Like, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm yoga please. Like you could be yoga please. I'm more just like, does my, I'll get more in my head. Like, does my sequence suck? Do they hate it? And then you're, you'd be more like, don't do that. I didn't cue that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fundamental difference between me and you. Don't do that. Well, this is the difference between me and you, Bradshaw. I'm basically neurotic and you are 
also neurotic. I'm but- erotic. <laughs> Erotica. <laughs> Wait, no, I really am neurotic in like the 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 overthinky way. And I I know you say you could be that way, but I think you're more outwardly like control. Controlling. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely I'm like control. And that's that. like also a form of neuroses, right? Oh, ab- Gianna, you think you're the only one neuroses? <laughs> Hello. (laughs) My therapist is just like, so what are we obsessing about this week? (laughs) Your therapist would actually have a field day with me. So I'm Oh, for sure. She knows about you. I should know I would hope so. I'm important. She knows about you and she knows about your neuroses. Oh God. Why are you talking about your to your therapist about my neuroses? (laughs) Because your neuroses are affecting my neuroses. That's why. Okay. Well, (laughs) speaking of uh combination of our neuroses we're bringing them to california are you excited to go to joshua tree next week yes i have to get subs i was just remembering that (laughs) yeah surprisingly i had to get subs for like my one class um you know (laughs) what i wanted to say like so we we went to joshua tree last year uh we have this really nice space that we rent and we kind of are set up in a groove with a chef that's amazing. We hike Joshua Tree National Park and we go to a really beautiful sound bath experience. And there's other things to do like pool and stargazing and thrift shopping. And it's a really great time. And we, as soon as we did this last year, we're like, yeah, we know we're going to go back. That we're going to go back. And so we, you know, it's been a year. We're going back next week. This retreat sold out really, really fast. And I just have a feeling, Bradshaw, like when we're done, we're going to be like, okay, same time next year. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Well, we've had so much interest and it's just such a beautiful part of the country. It's the weather is beautiful. It's really relaxing. Um, It's a really fun retreat. And it's pretty easy to get to for all of us. So, I mean, it's it's a bit of a drive if you don't fly into Palm Springs, but even still, it's like, yeah, just like a plane and a two hour car ride. If, if, if anything, Mm -hmm. we actually have a lot of people this year flying into Palm Springs, which means that more flights kind of opened since last year. So that's good. But yeah, so everyone listening, keep this on your radar because I know when we get back in two weeks, we'll probably be announcing future dates for that experience. So if you didn't get to go, your eyes and ears should stay open. And then uh, because I'm talking about retreats, we do have two rooms that opened in Nicaragua in February of 2024. We've been talking about this on a couple of the podcasts, so I'm not going to go into huge you know, depths or links about it, but go to our website, kayayogaschool.com slash Nicaragua. It is an all-inclusive and it's one of our favorites so again this was sold out two rooms opened and then way into the future next summer we're taking a little local trip to starved rock so there's many different ways to practice with us in person and connect and you know hear your hear your funny thing about yoga in real life yeah maybe at some point you'll you'll give us a funny story to tell on the podcast if you come hang out with us um gianna who do you think is more fun to hang out with? Like, honestly, you or me? Well, I hang out with myself more than I hang out with you. And I do enjoy my own company. <laughs> I really like you. And you're like one of my favorite people. But I talking about neuroses like you bring mine out. He literally, this is a true story. <laughs> I am a person who enjoys my personal space and I'm not talking like I need a 10 foot bubble around me, but like I need a respectable distance between my head and another person's head when we're having a conversation and Bradshaw will literally talk to me with his 
freaking nose three inches from my it, nose. And there, I don't it's because understand. she wants to be. No, because you want to be with me. Let me wink like that, which is sexually. No, and, and I, I thought, don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. But in all seriousness, I thought that you just did this to me to annoy me because you know that I'm like not a touchy feely person. Like you could tell I'm. I'm I'm a little, little <laughs> cold or distant or something. I thought you did it just to annoy me. And then like the other day when we were hanging out and I'm like, Bradshaw, just like back up a foot. Like I need to be able to see you. I don't need to smell you. And like your friends were like, he doesn't know how. This is how he talks to everyone. I was like, Who oh, said that? oh, Bryce. I was like, oh, he does this to oh. everyone. He's like, and Bryce is like, yeah, girl, he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know how to have a respectable different distance and it's like oh i was like oh this is information <laughs> you're stupid all right well everyone it's been really great gian and i are gonna go have a special moment and we'll no, talk to you not. soon okay Bye. thanks for listening follow us on instagram at and again, it's, it's, yeah and zealous zealous money zealous money sell us money just zell zella sell us oh zell yeah we deserve it all right bye <laughs> <Okay>. bye <laughs>